everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, June 8th. Here's what you missed while you were busy doing you. All right, let's jump right into it. What does defund the police actually mean? Well, a lot more that I can probably get into via this short segment show, but there's a couple things that you should know. So for the most part, I would say it doesn't mean disband. Now, don't get it twisted. In some places, that's exactly what they're advocating for. Matter of fact, Minneapolis actually announced yesterday that they've already decided to do just that, disband the police and focus on community policing efforts. The council still needs to discuss what exactly to replace police with, but the city would funnel money from the police department into community-based strategies. The idea being that crime would go down if we spend more time working with people instead of reprimanding and locking them up. But again, it all depends on who you ask. Quote, some supporters of divestment want to reallocate some but not all funds away from police departments to social services. Some want to strip all police funding and dissolve departments. The concept exists on a spectrum, but both interpretations center on reimagining what public safety looks like. It also means dismantling the idea that police are public stewards meant to protect communities so that those dollars can then be put back into social services for mental health, domestic violence, and homelessness, among others. Police are often the first responders to all three, she said. Those dollars can be used to fund schools and hospitals, housing and food in those communities as well. All of the things we know increase safety. There's evidence that less policing can lead to less crime. Very little of it, but in 2017, there was a report which focused on several weeks in 2014 through 2015 when the NYPD purposefully pulled back on proactive policing and found that there were 2,100 fewer crime complaints during that time. The study defines proactive policing as the, quote, systematic and aggressive enforcement of low-level violations and heightened police presence in areas where crime is anticipated. That's exactly the kind of activity that police divestment supporters want to end, end quote. So what does the presumptive Democratic nominee think about all this? Well, according to his campaign, Vice President Biden does not believe that police should be defunded. He does support the urgent need for reform in U.S. police departments, though, whatever that's worth. And for Trump, unsurprisingly, he's all Blue Lives Matter and is, quote, appalled by the defund the police movement. When asked about which plan Trump is backing to help reform police practices, the response was, No announcements on that. Well, duh. Read up more on this at the links in the show notes below. Speaking on police force, as we've been doing for a few days now, I highly recommend that you take some time, go to the show notes, find the John Oliver link, and watch it. It's a segment from his show last week tonight that's available for free on YouTube, and it's about policing. And as they always seem to do over there, 
That team dug in deep and they provide info from all available sides. Breaking down the history of policing, the obstacles standing in the way of its reform, and what the phrase of defund the police actually means. Some of the issues, he explains, can be traced back to the role the police are expected to serve in society. Quote, while we should absolutely be angry at the police right now, let's also be angry at the series of choices that left them as essentially the only public resource in some communities, Oliver says. And on top of all that, We've made those bad choices even more dangerous in recent years by needlessly arming police to the fucking teeth. Oliver goes on to discuss the warrior training some offices receive and the problem with police unions, which have a history of putting job security above the safety of the public. Ultimately, he finishes by turning his attention to possible solutions, including an explanation of what defunding the police might actually look like, end quote. So yeah, I recommend watching this. So much so that I'm telling you, pause this show, go watch that, come back and listen to me later. Trust, you're going to thank me. All right, maybe you're just getting back here. So we spoke last week about Google's Chrome browser and how Google is still getting and receiving tracking information even while you're private browsing, quote unquote. So I reported the story, but I didn't mention that I really didn't care because, well, I don't use Chrome. I mostly use Safari as my primary browser, of course, Mac support, hey, hey. But every so often, you run into a website that only works with Chrome or for one developer reason or another works best with Chrome. And so recently, I've been using Brave. That's another web browser. It's a Chromium-based browser, but its focus is on privacy. So basically, it's the Chrome browser with none of the Google. They've got built-in ad blockers, tracking blockers, pop-up blockers, etc. They'll even pay you in crypto if you let them show you their approved ads. I leave that service off. You can even run and install all the Chrome extensions from the Chrome extension store. So I thought I was good, you know? Brave is decent. It's still a huge battery drain, so I don't run it all the time because it's still based on the Chromium web engine, but it met the needs. Then today's story came out, and it looks like what was happening is whenever you go on brave and you type in the into the browser url either binance.us or coinbase.com and a whole bunch of other crypto sites they would actually change your url and inject their referral links kind of sketchy they've now since apologized and said that feature has been removed quote we will never revise typed in domains again i promise ceo brendan ike said it's not great and sorry again i'm sad about it too in his defense which ike tweeted he said that brave is trying to build a viable business in addition to paying out for viewing their ad network quote we seek skin in game affiliate revenue too he said to do this brave must bring its users to exchanges through widgets and also look for revenue deals as all major browsers do he said that in keeping with the privacy first agenda of the browser that code identifies us it's a binance affiliate code one fixed value for all users it is not identifying you anyway we're removing it, end quote. So, well, not the worst thing that they could have done. It just hurts to see a great company like this try to slide something into a public source code without anyone noticing. It would have been one thing if this was a new opt-in service, but... Sneaky, sneaky, sir. Very, very sneaky, sir. 
In some positive news for the economy, Bloomberg is reporting that Airbnb is starting to surge in demand for vacation rentals again. People, after having been stuck in their home for a few months, do want to get out of their houses. That's really, really clear, Airbnb Inc. CEO Brian Chesky said in an interview. But they don't necessarily want to get on an airplane and are not yet comfortable leaving their countries. Airbnb saw more nights booked for U.S. listings between May 17th and June 3rd than the same period in 2019 and a similar boost in domestic travel globally. The company is seeing an increase in demand for domestic bookings in countries from Germany to Portugal, South Korea, New Zealand, and more. Other companies, including VRBO and Bookie.com, are also seeing a jump in domestic vacation rental reservations. U.S. searches for VRBO are now up compared to this time last year and Airbnb queries are down only around 10%. However, hotels and the wider Expedia brand have yet to get any summer relief with searches still down more than 60%. But months of pent-up demand is leading to a rush of summer reservations. Airbnb has more listings today than it did before the crisis, according to Chesky, end quote. So while the overall travel industry is still feeling the hits and international travel is still seeing a tremendous halt, seeing these trends start to pop does help the the overall outlook for the domestic economy. We'll keep an eye on this one. Alan Iverson turned 45 yesterday. That didn't make me feel old at all. The answer was drafted number one out of Georgetown by the Philadelphia 76ers back in the 96 draft. And after getting the MVP in 2001 and taking the Sixers to the NBA Finals, well, he signed a pretty lucrative deal with Reebok. In fact, so lucrative, it was, quote unquote, a lifetime deal. Quoting the Bleacher Report, Reebok, which was acquired by Adidas in 2005, pays Iverson an $800,000 per year salary. Iverson still makes multiple appearances a year for Reebok, including last year when he had an updated release of his answer kicks in honor of the rookie season. He's an iconic personality, Reebok CEO Matt O'Toole said in 2018. Let's get on a plane to Shanghai together. You bring Allen Iverson into a market like that, I'll stand firmly that he has a big place in basketball and sports history. And now that he's 45, well, he's only 10 years away from the big payout. Because see, that was a lifetime contract and Reebok has a $32 million trust fund with his name on it. Quite a payout just in time for most of the rest of his royalty payments to start to peter out. Well, good job. Happy birthday, AI. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. Had a pretty busy weekend myself, and I'm kind of rushing to get all of this wrapped up. So I just want to remind everyone to please, if you're enjoying this content, share it with your friends, post it on social, let everyone know where they can get their quick news updates towards the end of the day with just a little bit of swag. Feel free to write a review if you listen to this through Apple Podcast. If you listen to this on any other platform and they have a way that you could like star or recommend an episode, feel free to do that too. It definitely helps. Reviews on Apple Podcasting totally definitely helps. So appreciate all of you. Appreciate all of my listeners. I hope you guys have a great start to your week. As always, remember, stay focused 
stay proud and stay dedicated. Dodge the rest. Catch up with me. I got you with the news.